Welcome, everybody. I'd like to call this meeting to order. Thursday, November 9th, 2023, City of Blue Ash City Council meeting. Can we all rise and say the Pledge of Allegiance together? I got your time. Thank you. <clears throat> Jamie, will you please call the roll? Councilman Jeff Capel. Here. Councilwoman Jill Cole. Here. Councilman Lee Zerwanka. Here. Councilman Brian Gath. Here. Vice Mayor Promote Javeri. Here. Councilwoman Katie Schneider. Here. Mayor Mark Serkin. Here. Seven present. Thank you. Do I have a motion to accept tonight's agenda? So move. move. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. We're going to move to the annual Blue Ash Safety Awards presentation from the American Legion Post 630. And may I introduce one of our favorites, Jim Myers. Jim Myers. It is indeed a pleasure uh, to be with you tonight. This is one of our favorite things to do. I think you need the microphone closer, believe it or not. Do we? Can you, you told can you people. raise it up? There you go. Yes. Now. And here, this, all right, and over into the hinterlands. Yes, okay, good, I got the thumbs up. Um, in 2017, uh, we uh, proposed to the city council that uh, a sponsorship would be uh, of our choosing if we could be uh, come part and parcel with the city in acknowledging those of the police department and those of the fire department um, who would uh, perform their very best in the preceding year. And uh, the city at that time was very excited as uh, we have built this partnership of recognition. This has been a wonderful uh, thing for us to be able to sponsor um, because uh, as a veteran, we know what it's like to be able to leave home and go into an unknown situation. One of the things, and some of us who have even served in law enforcement who are here with us tonight as part of our uh, uh, American Legion Post 630, have served in law enforcement previously, some federal, some local. Um, but I think one of the things we almost fail to realize, because our military gets a lot of respect and we acknowledge them, but our first responders leave home every day, not really knowing what the it would be appropriate for us to be able to propose to the chiefs of each of the different departments that they might select from their ranks a person who would be having had a year of, of stellar performance, someone that could be depended upon to carry the banner, the standard of, of high performance. I have to say that tonight we do have two selections we would like to propose that um, we join with you once again, Mr. Mayor, and recognize those two individuals who uh, have been recognized by their departments as being a cut above. And each one will start with the first. This is the Safety Service Award that's being presented. I would like for you to be able to call him up um, for the 2023 2023 Policeman of the Year is Detective Jeffrey Bruce. 
Detective Lewis a little bit. He graduated from Norwood High School in 1997. Graduated from the University of Cincinnati with a Bachelor of Arts degree in 
One of the really nice things is that we have a perpetuity award that we make people for It's okay. Break your leg. While they're leaving, one thing I love is our departments, whenever either one of them is having a promotion or an event, the other department shows up, and it's just such the camaraderie is really impressive between the two departments. Now, tonight they both had somebody who were getting awards, but even when they don't, when the police department has, has an event, the fire department shows up in force, and it's, it's just wonderful. Okay, let's move on. Do I have a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes of October 12th, 2023? So move. Moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Do I have a motion to approve the work session of October 26, 2023? So moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any communications to council, Jamie? There are none tonight, Your Honor. Any reports from outside agencies? The mayor's report for October of 2023 will be entered into the public record. Do I have a motion to accept the financial report for October of 2023? So move. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, we're going to move to hearings from citizens. If you wish to speak, please approach the microphone and state your name and address. If you have any materials to pass out, please give them directly to Jamie, the Clerk of Council. Please keep your comments as brief as possible, three minutes maximum. That allows others a chance to be heard also. If your comments are similar to a previous speaker, it is much more effective to simply verbalize that you agree without repetition. This is for us to listen to you and your neighbors. It is very unlikely we will make any remarks immediately after you speak. We need to have a chance to reflect on your comments and possibly research the issue further. Sometimes during miscellaneous business later in the meeting, we do revisit an issue brought forward. The Clerk of Council will time, uh, will time everybody and will notify you when your turn of three minutes is over. Most importantly, let's treat each other calmly, kindly, and with respect. Is there anybody that would like to speak? You better come on. Or I'm like... <clears throat> My name is Richard Scurro. I live at 4190 Mustang Alley. Um, first, I want to thank Mayor Sirkin and Councilwoman 
Schneider for uh, getting back to me. They're the, the two of you who uh, took the time to respond to my email. I appreciate that. Um, I know we're maybe, by the way, this is regarding the uh, maintenance building at Summit Park, the proposed locations that were discussed at the meeting before last. Um, and I know we're a little late to this party, but hopefully not so late that um, everyone's already made up their mind. It is known that the idea for a site, known as Site A, as a building location has been on the table for quite some time. When the gravel service road was being constructed over a year ago, a few of us walked out to the site to ask what was going on. We were told that the park wanted a service road so that buses could bring in visitors to the park from distant parking lots for big events. Then, they also offered that in addition, this, the area uh, was being considered as the site for a new park maintenance building. Well, we all know what happened with the bus idea, but now we have a service road that's all set to go. In addition to a 9,000 or so square foot building, we're also looking at a parking lot for 10 or so cars. I've been informed that a traffic study is not warranted for the small number of cars that will enter and exit off of Plainfield Road. My concern, however, is the traffic going north on Plainfield, often in excess of 40 miles an hour, will approach that driveway over a rise. Someone leaving the maintenance building lot will first have to cross the bike hike trail along Plainfield and then enter this traffic from a dead stop. I'm no traffic engineer, but I do know something about unnecessary risk and unintended consequences. For Site A to be considered, I contend that this, as well as some of the other risks we've raised earlier, need to be thought out more thoroughly. I submit to you that one of your responsibilities is to preserve as much of the park's green space as possible. To me, your guardianship is taking that part of the park which needs to be repurposed and do that with trees and shrubs in harmony with the existing flora, not with a building and a parking lot. Those of you that watched the aerial video could see, an even, uh, could see even better the natural jewel that we have in our city. The park's green space in general and the potential green space that exists at Site A in particular would be denigrated by a brick and metal edifice with parking for 10 or so cars. We all heard the park architect a few weeks ago tell us that the primary objective was to do no harm. Putting this structure at Site C, where you already have blacktop, mulch piles, truck parking, and adjacent commercial buildings meets that objective. Putting it at Site A, fails to do so. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Good evening. I'm Craig Coleman, and I live at 4972 Voyager Court, located at the end of the taxiway. When you're walking down the taxiway towards Daventry, you're looking at the side of my home. 
My wife and I chose this lot so we could view the park and natural landscape from the living spaces inside and out. A maintenance building in location A will spoil this view. To put this in perspective, I'm passing my iPad with a picture from inside my home. <clears throat> this view is consistent with 12 other homes as well. Once the leaves are down in another week or so, the building pocket at site A will be completely visible. I know from previous years that I could see through the trees to Plainfield Road, which means the maintenance building will also be in view for five months of the year. Please do not destroy this beautiful view for so many. Locating the maintenance building at site A most definitely will reduce the value of my home and therefore all 104 homes in Daventry. Hamilton County Auditor has already proposed a 20% increase in the value of my home, which will be completely false if a maintenance building becomes my view. In addition to reduced property value and view, the activities of a maintenance building will bring traffic and noise to this area and the <coughs> to the taxiway on a daily basis. All of Carpenter's Run, the Timber, Sycamore Trace, and Daventry use the taxiway to access the park. Site C has been discussed as a viable location. The consultant stated that both A and C locations would have a similar cost to develop. The discussion of location C being close to homes <coughs> on Glendale Milford is irrelevant as these homes are already on a busy 35 mile an hour noisy street and located next to a gas station convenience store and an auto repair business. These homes are already in a commercial setting. Location C could easily be developed. I'm sure there are also creative ways to locate the building in Site C to maintain the paved walkway to Plainfield and Glendale Milford, perhaps using a sliver of the paved space where piles of mulch and rocks stand and tucking the majority of the building into the woods. There is so much space there that the future development zone could be undisturbed. A maintenance building would be a much better neighbor to some future commercial enterprise than our residential community. Please be considerate, please be a good neighbor and respectful of 104 taxpayers in Daventry, especially to the 12 homes that face the proposed site A. Please locate the maintenance building somewhere else. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jim Friend. I live at 4990 Voyager Court, also in the Daventry neighborhood. Um, rather than, we've, we've had an opportunity to speak before council, which we appreciate a number of times, and I think tonight will be our last uh, foray into it. So I'm not going to repeat all the objections of our neighbors, including a number of people who have showed up tonight. I've been told that uh, by the mayor and several others that you have, you've kept an open mind on this whole process. I don't know that everybody has. And I say that because approximately a year and a half ago, I heard from a park employee before the Mad Tree development was even in anybody's dreams that, that uh, maintenance shed was going to go on site A. And I say shed, in a, you know, not in a literal sense. A shed is something you buy at Lowe's, put a couple of lawnmower and a couple of shovels in in your backyard. This is a 12, what, 8, 10, 12,000 square foot building going right in our backyard. So 
the second reason I say that is that, again, that, that road is no accident that it was put there between, again, the runway and uh, Glendale Milford, or Park uh, Plainfield. That was there for that shed. Second thing I say is, the three sites that have been identified, only one of which has been surveyed, surveyed on a couple of occasions. That's how we found out about this project, because we saw the stakes go in. Only one site has got stakes on it, and an outline painted on the ground with, with spray can of what the building would look, where it would be. Not site B, not site C. So when you know, a number of you have done your due diligence and gone to the site, you've seen this. Only one site has been surveyed and painted. So again, assuming that you still have an open mind, and we appreciate that. I'm going to ask you to consider the fact that our neighborhood is 104 homes, as Craig mentioned. I sent out an email blast to our neighborhood and said, what do you think about this? Would you sign a petition agreeing with, our, with, with the, the site opposition to site A? I have, as of this morning, I have 97, 97 signatures on that petition, representing 77 homes. I would challenge you to go to your neighbors and get 75% of your neighborhood to agree on anything. We have 77 people. Craig mentioned, we've got 10, 12, maybe 15 homes that would be directly impacted. But 96 people are impacted. Because what affects one person in our neighborhood affects us all. So again, we appreciate the open-mindedness. We hope you will strongly consider the fact that it's not two or three of us that are speaking. It's 97 people have signed an opposition of Site A. 97. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Anyone else want to speak? Echo, uh, you want to give your name, Nathan, and address? Yeah. I've been away from a microphone for a while. <laughs> um, as Jim said, I've come here as a board member of Daventry. Your name and address, oh, just yeah, for the record. Sorry. Nathan Backrack. 4194 Mustang Alley in Daventry. Um, if I go a minute or two over, you'll forgive me, but I do represent the 90-some people. Um, I've got a master's degree in city planning from the University of Cincinnati Department of Art, Architecture, and Planning. Five years as a city planner before I became a financial planner, and I'm now a retired business owner and a talk show host and real estate developer. What I have to say tonight is if you're considering making a decision, I quite frankly will be astonished. We've been trying to get information about this project since August. and We've effectively been stonewalled. I might add that city planning and public works normally responded to us within one to two days. Parks and Recreation's taken about two months plus, and we still have pending emails. I've given up. It's too hard. I might, uh, uh, let's say the process run by the city does not seem to care what we think or how we feel. And unfortunately, that's a sentiment that's been echoed to me by restaurant owners at Summit Park. We have tried to determine what will be in the new facility, how much space will be needed, 
and we have been provided with effectively nothing of substance. If you're going to vote on something tonight, I would love to see what it is. I normally am used to being a planner and getting plans and analysis. I find very little of that as I try to go through the public record. Uh, we've considered, in fact, filing a Freedom of Information Act because I'm not really convinced at this point that we can get the facts and figures that you're going to use to make and determine your situation. We knew nothing about this facility until we saw some people surveying the property. Had we missed that and the core drilling samples that were taken, we might be sitting here for the first time finding out about this project. If you are one of my neighbors, or if you had a neighbor who was about to build something next to you, and um, you could reasonably expect some of the following. You could see plans. You can make comments. Your concerns could be heard. Depending upon the project, you'd be able to understand the environmental impact, what it might do for safety, how it might change the character of the neighborhood, what would be the economic impact, how might it affect parking, what alternatives have been considered. Um, when we talked to Parks and Recreations out on the field, Here's what we were told, and I, unfortunately, I'm not paraphrasing, but pretty much quote. You better be fast, boys, because the decision is going to be made soon, and in all honesty, between ourselves, which is Parks and Recreations, and the city manager, we're going to make a recommendation to council, and they usually go along with what we say. And no one from the city, no one, has ever said to us, hey, what are your thoughts? What do you think about the design location? What can we do to mitigate the impact? Nothing. You're going to change the character of the park, whether you believe you will or not. Uh, I'm not sure why you even put benches on the runway, because when you go to have a nice sit on the runway, you'll get buzzed by lawnmowers and golf carts. Heaven help us if someday a little kid or an elderly resident walks in front of one of them. The lab, by the way, I, th I think you might be building a pedestrian mall that was once known as Summit Park. We were told that economic development around the park was a consideration, and I will say that it is important, particularly given the amount of vacant land that I see when I walk out of Daventry. Um, I would love to know what the economic de <coughs> development department would have to say on this subject, as well as economic development up on Glendale Milford. I might also say that there's a pipeline running up there, which definitely dictates where and when and why and how you could build for any economic development on that process. When I look, by the way, at Daventry and I see the strip that's uh, currently Summit Park, there's a big triangle. It's in red. I got this from the city planning department. There's no plan for that area. But we certainly seem to be doing some planning now. Has there been a traffic and parking study? And please don't tell me that Madtree's got it under control because if anybody here has ever gone to Madtree, you try and park across the street at the church if you're lucky. And those are business owners that have bought that property have spent a considerable amount of time and treasure and effort to put up signs saying, please, Madtree, stay, keep your cars out of here. You got a sign on the Nature Park at the other end here towards Ravenwood that says no motorized vehicles allowed. Uh, did someone just decide to put that up? Or did you do some analysis of what the potential risk might be? I've seen no analysis of any risk at all. 
The part of the park initially reserved for the remote planes was taken down, which is right in front of this driveway. Why was that? Was it a nuisance? Was it a risk? Who determined that? How did they determine that? Can we get back to the... To an outside observer, it'd be pretty simple. Mantry wanted the shed. We'll do whatever it takes to make sure they get it taken account of. And consideration or inclusion from the public and neighbors, not so much. No one sitting here tonight can say that they have reviewed all of the potential risks of vehicles going up and down that runway. And as we sit here tonight discussing how important it is to look at all the sides of the project before building something, do we really need to look any further than the tower? Do we really want to again be the victim of unintended consequences? When we find out after the fact that what we didn't think about at the time or didn't study well enough has now had some disastrous effects? At this point, we've got a lot more questions than we have answers uh, about both the maintenance shed and at this point, Mayor Serkin, and also economic development within the park in general. Will we have to be back again in another six months or a year talking about what else is going across the runway? I urge you to take the time to run a process that's planful and it considers all the options and aspects of this park on the public. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to close public hearings uh, from citizens. We're going to move on to committee reports, finance and administration committee. Lee Zerwanka, chairperson. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Uh, first off, I have a motion setting the council swearing in ceremony. And the question before we finish that is, is everyone okay of moving that to Thursday, November 30th at 6 p.m.? Oh, Are there any <clears throat> conflicts? Well, before you do that, Mr. Zerwanka, yeah. you can be sworn in, but typically what council does is do then the mayor and the vice mayor election and the city solicitor as well, which right. is fine. But the charter requires that to happen only after December 1, if you will. It's so, said, so you can't do it. You can't, you can you do, can't move it up? You can't do that under the charter in terms of the swearing in. I mean, in terms of the swearing in, you could do it, but you can't. You couldn't do anything else. So it would just be a ceremonial swearing in. We would still have to come back and do a real swearing in after twelve on. And, and you could not. And yeah, you could twelve oh one. Undertake any other business okay. in terms of what you normally do in that first meeting. So we well, basically we can't. Is, is there a problem to, to not name a new mayor and council members until the first meeting in December? So we could swear in. The day early and, and then which would be November 30th on, on the 30th and then in the first meeting in, in December officially elect uh, I'm confused I'm confused here so you could do the swearing in ceremony but it would be well you couldn't swear in a new mayor you could swear in the they're members. saying there's there's such things there's there's ceremonial swearing and correct me if I'm wrong there's ceremonial swearing ends and then there's the legal swearing ends that, which that actually cannot make be it done official. until December and it's not 1st. legal if you do it in November if I'm understanding everything correct, correctly. Mr. Bill. well that's the question do you, do you just, want to do I, one or two I, I'm my preference would be just do one Okay. Get it over with. So that means it has to be on the first or correct after. Correct. Is that going to be impossible for anybody? What? 
anytime you guys want. I mean, we, we all know our terms start on December 1st. So right. we've had, you know, however many years since we started running to know this. So I'm fine with December 1st. Okay. Me too. Let me rephrase it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a motion setting the council swearing in ceremony for Friday, December 1st, 6 p.m. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. Next, I have a motion setting a council retreat for strategic planning for Thursday, January 11th, 2024 at 5 p.m. and Friday, January 12th, 2024 at 9 a.m. at the Cooper Creek Event Center and canceling the January 11th, 2024 council meeting. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. Uh, next up, Jamie, please read resolution number 2023-69 by title only. Amending resolution 2017-23 passed on March 23, 2017 to extend the term of that certain tax increment financing structure under resolution 2017-23 for an additional 30 years pursuant to Ohio Revised Code Section 5709.51 and authorizing additional instruments, agreements, certificates, and other documents deemed necessary in connection therewith. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-69. Second. Any discussion? I'll be 121 years old. <laughs> It'll be a while. <laughs> Anything else? Jamie, please call the roll. Vice Mayor Javeri? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilwoman Cole? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilwoman Schneider? Yes. Mayor Serkin? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, please read resolution number 2023-70 by Tyler Lilly. A resolution declaring improvements to parcels of real property located in the city of Blue Ash, Ohio to be a public purpose under section 5709.40 of the Ohio Revised Code, providing for the exemption of such improvement from real property taxation, providing for the Hamilton County Auditor to distribute service payments to the school districts of Sycamore Community Schools and the Great Oaks Institute of Technology and Career Development in the amount they would otherwise receive absent the exemption and creating the Skyline Municipal Public Improvement Tax Increment Equivalent Fund for the deposit of the remainder of such service payments. Move to adopt resolution 2023-70. Second. Any discussion? Seeing none, Jamie, please call the roll. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Vice Mayor Javeri? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilwoman Schneider? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilwoman Cole? Yes. Mayor Serkin? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, please read <laughs> resolution number 2023-71 by Tyler Lilly. A resolution declaring improvements to a parcel of real property located in the city of Blue Ash, Ohio to be a public purpose under section 5709.40 of the Ohio Revised Code, 
providing for the exemption of such improvement from real estate property taxation, providing for the Hamilton County Auditor to distribute service payments to the school districts of Sycamore Community Schools and the Great Oaks Institute of Technology and Career Development in the amount they would otherwise receive absent the exemption, and creating the flip side Municipal Public Improvement Tax Increment Equivalent Fund for the deposit of the remainder of such service payments. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-71. Second. Any discussion? Seeing none, Jamie, please call the roll. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilwoman Cole? Yes. Councilwoman Schneider? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Vice Mayor Javeri? Yes. Mayor Sirkin? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, please read resolution number 2023-72 by Tile Only. Providing for amendments within the 2023 annual appropriation resolution number 2022-64. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-72. Second. Session. I have one question. So regarding the $125,000 that would be going to yet more money for the tower, is this simply just essentially setting the money aside with legislation to actually spend the money coming at a later date, or are we like just giving approval for the project to go ahead now? You're giving approval. You've already granted the, um, the bid for the tower project, and so this would be an amendment to that power project tower project, sorry. So you mean when you're talking about amending prior legislation, like, I mean, are we, are we talking legislation from six plus years ago that built the tower or, or, or is this something more recent? No, you, you approved this just probably two months ago. The, the changes the retrofit. to make it more safe, safe. Oh, the million dollars, the, the million dollars we did be back then. And now we're, this on top of that. Can, can I get a little more explanation as to what this $125,000 is for, like a more detailed explanation? So the, um, the existing um, floor there are on pedestals. And as I, I know I talked to you about this before, but maybe I wasn't clear enough. The, um, they'll be replacing those pedestals with beams, and those pavers will now sit on top of beams, both on the platform and the lower level. Okay, because I'm, I'm just really wary of all the money that's been going to that tower. This thing has been a white elephant. The, the problems over there are just never ending. Um, it really wonder if any part of that was ever built correctly, considering how much of it has been broken down and required yet more money after this. So that's my comment on that one. Just to be clear, there's, there's nothing broken down. Those improvements we are making, there was nothing wrong with the tower or nothing broken down. It's just these are opportunities to tighten up, for lack of a better word, you know, a sensitive issue of security on that. But, you know, that's, that's all that's going on. There's nothing flawed with the tower. So I don't, I don't want anyone to think that there's other issues. This case, the pedestals just tend to contract and expand in the heat and the cold. And so Gordon and the engineers said, hey, we think there's another way to do this and this to put some beams down. Any other comments? 
Amy, please call the roll. Councilwoman Schneider? Yes. Councilwoman Cole? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Vice Mayor Javeri? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Mayor Serkin? Yes. Seven yeses. All I have, Mayor. Good. We're going to move to the Public Works Committee. Jill Cole, Chairperson. Thank you, Mayor. Jamie, could you please read resolution number 2023-73 by title only? Accepting right-of-way for public maintenance in Cooper Road. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-73. Second. Does anybody have any questions? Pretty straightforward. Okay. Um, Jamie, please call the roll. Councilwoman Cole? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Vice Mayor Javeri? Yes. Councilwoman Schneider? Yes. Mayor Serkin? Yes. Seven yeses. Thank you, Jamie. Could you please read resolution number 2023-74 by title only? Authorizing the city manager to enter into a contract for the Peppermill retaining wall veneer project for the unit prices as shown on the attached bid summary. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-74. Second. Second. Um, again, this if this contract is awarded, I spoke with Gordon, and they'll be working with the contractor to set a schedule. But my understanding is it's hopeful that this will get done yet in 2023. Do you have any, okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Will they, will they be able to keep the roundabout open, or will they have to close? <laughs> they should keep it open. Yep. Any other questions? Jamie, please call the roll. Councilwoman Cole? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Vice Mayor Javeri? Yes. Councilwoman Schneider? Yes. Mayor Serkin? Yes. Seven yeses. Thank you, Jamie. That's all I have, Mayor. Okay, we're going to move to miscellaneous business. We're going to go in a little different order. We'll start off with Kelly. You're up. You get to go first tonight. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> Just clarifying dates. Um, nothing tonight. Nothing tonight. Sherry, while you're over there, let's go. Nothing. Rachel? Wow, it's been too easy. Julie? Nothing tonight. Gordon? It's our favorite time of year, the leaf pickup. So I just want to let everybody know that um, we're hot and heavy in picking up leaves across the city. We go across the entire city. It's a time-consuming and uh, dirty job. Um, so just want to remind everybody to try to keep their leaves uh, close to the curb as, as possible. We try to pick them up within th six feet of the curb or edge of pavement if there is no curb in that road. Um, and so try to keep, there's a lot of details with that, but try to keep uh, pathways open, sidewalks open as much as possible. But um, I just ask that people exercise some patience because sometimes we have to take multiple trips. Uh, there's large piles and sometimes it just takes a while. So I just hope everyone can exercise some patience with our folks. Um, we, are, we will get to them. Sometimes it may take a couple trips. So we will continue that through to mid-December. And so it's five days a week, eight hours a day of raking leaves. So um, just please uh, have your folks exercise some patience with us. We will get to them probably multiple times. Um, and then I just want to let you know, you know, we have had some issues with, uh, some people might ask about the town square project. We've had some issues with some unknown um, items from previous buildings that were on that site long ago, uh, foundations, concrete, and other issues. Um, we've had some utility issues. So just want to let you be aware 
Um, so those, those delays um, have slowed down the project a little bit, but we are actively working on trying to get that cop back up, and uh, we're doing concrete pours now, um, so you'll start seeing some more stuff come out of the ground. Uh, we'll be installing more um, s structural steel and things like that, but just wanted to let you know there have, have been some issues, um, and uh, you know those sometimes cause some cost escalations and things like that, so just wanted to prepare you for that. Thank you. Brian Cruz. Thanks, Mark. Um, excited to mention that we have a plan in place that will be proposed in the 2024 budget for our Whirlpool slash sauna cafe feasibility study that we did at the rec center. Um, so we're, we're going to be proposing in the budget is actually a nice little expansion of our saunas, um, not replacing the whirlpools. The saunas themselves get used about two to three times as much as the whirlpool has done in the past. So through our feasibility, we've realized those things, and our staff has really made a nice effort to focus on what actually gets used. The lack of maintenance on the sauna is actually very um, significant compared to the whirlpool as well. And then we're also um, looking towards uh, expanding and adding a family changing room um, smaller one within the women's locker room. That's been one of those things that's been requested over the past couple of years. So should be a nice little improvement for that area. We can finally wrap that up. Um, that project's obviously been underway. We've been looking at doing, looking at forward to doing that for the past couple of years. So that'll be in the budget. And then two things um, regarding the Summit Park maintenance uh, facility. Uh, one, we're hoping to get, gain some guidance tonight from council on location. Um, obviously, with the comments that we had tonight, taking everything into consideration that we've had from the community, of course, staff, and all of the feasibility studies, the natural resource study that we've done with Cleet Benkin, et cetera, we're hoping we can gain some guidance twofold. Um, one being uh, we're, we're moving forward with the criteria drawings, um, and those criteria drawings are turning into construction drawings in front of our eyes, so which is really nice to see that development. Regardless of the location, we feel like we might actually be able to do the phasing of the purchasing some of the projects for the long lead time items, such as the PEMB or pre-engineered metal building. And we might be able to purchase that in advance um, and save us probably about one or two months, because basically what that is, it's the majority of the building itself. It's the framework that gets ordered in advance. It's probably a four to six month lead time. We feel like by actually next council meeting, we can have that design in place and be ready to order. And again, this is regardless of location A, B, or C, it's all the same. Um, and so what we might be able to do and what we're preparing to do is come in December with a price on that building first so we can get that out to bid. I'm sorry, get that out and get it ordered before the holidays and then come back with the GMP. Unlikely that we come back with a GMP at the same time in December, that would be great. Um, but the GMP might come later in Jan January, which would be the guaranteed maximum price for the whole project. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that, that it might be broken up in two price points. Okay, thank you. Um, do we want to talk about this now? I think we would. We've we've um, about the site selection. Are you okay with talking about this now? Sure. All right. Um, well, I will lead off. I know my councilmates did a lot of research, uh, so I'm not blowing my own horn. But I I did try to look at this situation. Um, kind of at a worst case scenario uh, for the Daventry residents that were mostly giving their concerns. Um, I'm not forgetting the, the people that live on near Site C right across the street. Um, this is what I did. I, I looked at noise levels from 300 feet away of our equipment, our utility carts, our mowers, and our skid steers, because that was, that was brought up, or our skid steer. I put a drone up, I think I saw Jim, well, I know I saw Jim with my drone up at 25 feet and doing circles, trying to see 
what 10 feet above the building height would look like. Um, I went to sites A and C after dark to gauge what the trunk and branches would, would do for screening. I certainly considered the safety concerns that have been articulated on the South Taxiway and the employee entrances. I talked to park employees and I said, what's gonna make the difference when the maintenance facility is moved, um, if it's further away? And they said there would be two big major differences. One, um, they would have to be much more cognizant about fueling and charging their vehicles, having all their supplies with them, because they would definitely be making less trips. It wouldn't be as convenient. And on top of that, they would also be likely using the restrooms at the tower and at the canopy instead of going back to the maintenance facility, which is what they typically do right now. So they did say there will be less trips. So at different points of times, I had personally favored each one of these sites. At first, I was sure it was B. Um, and each site has its advantages and disadvantages. Well, site A is obviously the furthest away. And it's furthest away from the concentration of the maintenance activity. And it requires about two and a half minutes of travel time in a cart to get to the Great Lawn. Site B eliminates some of the residence concerns that we've heard from A and C, but it is very eco-unfriendly. Site C is almost as eco-unfriendly, or it requires us to move the building to the east, eliminating a lot of the parking that we use for events. The building would be very exposed, require the most decorative finish, likely. It's also significantly closer to residents than A and B, and there's little existing buffer to start with. The footprint of the existing building would be completely on wetlands at site B, partially on wetlands at site C, unless we do move the building to the east. The footprint of the building as on with the, uh, with the painted line on site A is currently barren. There is a natural buffer there, which could be enhanced. Mounds and landscape could be added, making the site even greener than it is today, not less. This facility in no way has to be an ugly shed as has been um, brought up multiple times it can be designed to blend into its surroundings. You know, sometimes you have to cut down trees and you have to get rid of wetlands, and sometimes you have an opportunity to actually add flora and fauna. So I first favored Site B, and then I favored Site C, and right now I am convinced that Site A is the best choice. Site A is the south side. Site A is by closer to Daventry south site. So I would love to hear other people's comments. Hey Mark, you said that very well going through. You've done a lot of research and I think the comments about us being open-minded, this is one of the most challenging decisions I think We've had a lot come before us, but this in particular is very challenging because we're weighing what is best for the city what is best for this project, weighing all these different factors against residents and what's impacting you and your homes. And it's, it's very challenging um, to make that decision and choose between them. But I think Mark articulated very well the pros and cons of, of each choice. And Site B right away is not an option. It's, there's too much impact um, ecologically on that. And then when we weigh the differences between Site, site A and C, I agree, I think, I think benefits of Site A outweigh um, choosing Site C, so I, I agree with you. 
I have to say that I'm following along the same, you know, th this is a public park, it's not a nature preserve, and this is an area that has been, you know, there's waste, there's concrete and things like that. It's been underutilized or it's been, you know, just in that situation. And I think there's an opportunity for us to put it there and additionally add screening as necessary. And I just have confidence in the city. I think that we do things the right way and we'll make it attractive and work work our very best to make sure that it blends in with the environment and, um, you know, allows us to serve the park, which is what, you know, what the function is and what we need to have done to have this beautiful park. Um, you know, and we do have to look, as Kitty mentioned, we have to look at what the, what's good for everybody and what's good down the road. And I know that Site C seemed like it would be an easy option, but, you know, there is the opportunity down the road to have a significant development there. And I know it's been empty for a while, but if you look at the project in Montgomery, um, Montgomery Quarter, I think that took 20 or 25 years to come to fruition, and it's turning into a beautiful project. And I think just we need to be cautious as we're making decisions that will tie the hands of future um, administrations and future city councils. I concur with my councilmates' comments. Um, site C. You know, you're also, you've got the gas line up there and the uh, pumping station for that gas line up there. I wouldn't put anything near there, frankly. Um, site B, again, we have an environmental issue there of it's kind of like a swamp, more or less. Um, and it's good green space. You go to site A, we're going to clean up basically a dump site. And we have the opportunity to do something very nice and make it nice there and improve the area and even give more buffering for our residents. So um, I'm leaning towards A. I was really impressed by the presentation we got uh, about mm -hmm. how that area along uh, Plainfield Road has developed over, over the times that the, that the airport's been there. And I was struck by what he said. I, 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 found, I was skeptical when he was saying, look, sites a is is this wasteland look it hasn't changed i was convinced when i saw the drone footage and we're going across this beautiful green space and suddenly here's this i could say oh that's spot that's site a because it's it's a it's a mound of concrete and uh, uh road waste um that Frankly, if we built in either of the other two sites, we would not have a green space there. There's nothing, you know, that's going to be a concrete hole unless somebody goes in, pulls out all that concrete, puts in uh, native floor or, or, or replaces the, uh, the land. So I am I, I, agreement with everything that you said, and, and uh, I think that the park is better off uh, with it at Site A. I just... I'm listening to everything everybody is saying. Um, my opinion is to keep site B or C. Number one, C, that we have a one building right there, all we doing it moving from west to or east to west. And then we can, if there is a pipeline, it's a gas pipeline we're talking about. Gas pipeline is still there right now but we moving to the left, uh, to the east side, I think that will make much difference for the maintenance people to come and go and back and forward will be much easier for them. So I like C is much better. B is also good, said that we are, we wetland, 
we have a lot of wetlands, so we don't want to take out the, all the trees and, and everything. But at the same time, it creates a lot more better uh, performance. And so that way we just look at it. We may have to take out some trees and, and everything, but at the same time on a site A and a site B, in the future, it can be uh, wetland and can be, uh, it can be some uh, growing trees and everything at the time goes by. It can be happened that way. So I prefer going C, and then if it's not C, then B, but not A. Well, just, I'll, I'll just briefly give my conclusion first and, and then eventually swing back around to it. Obviously, B is an environmental and financial disaster, so I wouldn't support that. And I don't have any deep problem with either site A or C. What is agitating me a bit, though, is I'm reading through this agenda, forward and back, did it numerous times at home, several times here. I don't see anything on here about making a decision about this. The purpose of an agenda is to communicate what we will be deciding at the meeting and what topics will be coming up. And I raised this earlier this year when we were also, when earlier this year we were also passing inaccurate agendas. If we're going to discuss something this important, we should be straight enough with people to put it on the agenda, to have a piece of legislation to review, and for that legislation to be on the website so that people know what we're discussing. And once again, we failed that test. That disappoints me. Now, the topic is before us, and, and obviously a decision does have to get made. And as I said with my conclusion, I, you know, I can live with site A or C, and I'll go over why I, I can live with either. Um, site A, uh, as has been covered, is basically a dumping ground right now. So, uh, and most of the building can go on that area where the dumping ground is. Uh, some of the, the concerns that have been raised, uh, I mean, I understand them. In the long run, I don't think they will end up uh, being that much of a detriment. Yeah, there's going to be some noise, but how often do we mow our lawns in, in the spring and summer and fall? So, you know, noise is there. And as for the view, it's with the nearest home being nearly 400 feet away. I mean, that's a long time. I've still got pretty it's my reading vision is why I need glasses. I still got pretty good distance vision. And you know, a building 400 feet away from me, I mean, yeah, I can see it's there, but it, it's not obstructing anything. And I know that our building is not, it's not going to look like a, a shed from Friday the 13th. It's going to be a nice, modern, well-constructed building. Um, and then if we go to Site C, you can put this in a way that I don't think is going to have high demand for much else, especially if it's kind of behind where that, that, that one station is right now. It's not like an, an office person or, or, or a commercial owner would, would be desiring that site. And then if we're talking about, well, but what if there's something nice that would want to go next to it, what would the view be? I mean, look where we are. It's, we know what that park is. When I look at Union Terminal or Music Hall, neither one of them is surrounded by the Smoky Mountains, but they're successful because of what the building is. So if we were to put a development next to where Site C would go, it would be just fine as is. Uh, it would, it, and the fact that there might be a maintenance building next to it, I don't think affects it either way. So um, again, I, could, I can live with Site 
A or C, if, if, if we're limiting the discussion um, to the merits of this. Anybody else have another comment or? So I will tell you, uh, Jeff, we very much told, let Daventry know that tonight we were likely gonna try to make a decision. So I notified three or four people and I know I'm not the only person that know. You guys knew that we were talking about this tonight and you knew that we were gonna likely make a decision and I know I reached out to several people. So they did know, that's why they're here. And that's what I remember too, but then if we all know it, why aren't we putting it on the agenda? Uh, the first thing I did when we got the packet on Tuesday is I opened the thing up and I read the, the agenda backwards and forwards several times because, I, again, I thought we were going to be discussing it, but it wasn't there. So how would a regular resident know that we are, in fact, going to be discussing something when we didn't bother to put it on the agenda that we're going to be discussing it? Okay. Um, the way I see this, five of us support, five and a half support site A, one B and a half a C. That's, I think that would be best, would it not? Make a motion, support side A. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? No. no. Five yeses, five A's, and two no's. Okay, where were we? Chief Feeders. Thank you, Mayor. I do have a couple items for you tonight. Um, I wanted to let Council know that uh, next month, uh, during the December meeting, we're going to be coming with a resolution to replace our ladder truck. Um, our ladder truck will be 20 years old in 2027. And if you're wondering why we're coming to you in December is, unfortunately, build time for these vehicles are 33 to 36 months now. So um, the, the other push for us is in 2027, the federal government is changing the emission standards. And if we wait till next year, we are gonna be stuck with an, an engine that is first year unproven. And we've consulted our uh, mechanics and they recommend um, moving forward with this project. That way we can pro most likely get an engine that's proven, that's uh, in production now. Um, and then by coming to you in December, uh, we will save a one and a half to 2% increase that will most likely be coming in January. So, but just be looking for that. I just wanted to give you a heads up. And then the last item I had was uh, just a reminder that this next Wednesday, November 15th, we are gonna have a swearing in ceremony. Um, as you all remember, um, our battalion chief, Lou Ernst, just retired. So we have promoted um, Jake Bresnan to battalion chief. Uh, Scott Reed to lieutenant, and then that opened a uh, career firefighter position, which we've hired. Uh, Nick Bauer uh, was a Coleraine firefighter, and all three of those people will be here for uh, swearing in that evening. That will be 5 p.m. Um, in council chambers, so hope you can all attend that. That's all I had. Thank you. Jamie? Nothing tonight, Your Honor. I don't see. Chief Knoll's not around the corner, is he? I can't see. Councilor Pacheco. <laughs> no, sorry. You said last. Well, I meant of oh, the admin. I'm oh, sorry. He, oh, okay. All right. But I feel bad that um, all the Daventry residents left because I did want to reassure them. I, I know Brian has a lot of sensitivity about working with them. He's, he's 
Unfortunately, in his business, he's used to working with a lot of residents next to a lot of his facilities. We have a fire station next and a park next to, and our maintenance building next to Ravenwood. We have police departments with the rec center. Rec, people live next to the rec center occasionally say the tennis courts are loud and what have you. So I, I want to assure you um, uh, uh, parks and rec will be very sensitive to that. I also wanted to take the opportunity, um, and, and it would have been nice for them to hear that, um, uh, but I guess we're recorded. People can listen to it on uh, TV, the, the dozens of people that do that. We'll, um, <laughs> want to congratulate everyone, look forward to working with everyone, and really enjoyed the past um, year. Look forward to uh, continuing to work with everyone on the reelection. And, you know, it's my understanding this is likely uh, Mayor Serkin's last meeting, and, and um, I, I wanted to say, you know, a particular thanks um, for everything. Um, you know, tonight, unfortunately, was another example. This business isn't always um, roses and cupcakes. And, um, uh, you know, sometimes we have to make difficult decisions. But, but Mayor Sirk, and I want to say, I, I think you did a fantastic job. I think um, a couple things I would say, not to lay it on too thick, but, you know, I think you have a wonderful job of being very empathetic of situations and the community and residents. And, and you know, even though those people may be gone now, they're upset, they, they should they should take a lot of comfort in knowing what, what a great job you, you did in, in doing that. I think you also, you know, help uh, make a lot of tough decisions. And lastly, you're just a, a great person. So uh, thanks for everything. And that's not to give him any undue uh, kudos beyond any other council member, but, um, you know, the, the mayor is ceremonial. It's, it's no more important than anyone else on council. But, you know, you, you kind of get more of the edge of the, of the sword than others. And, and this, tonight's another example, unfortunately. So I, I just wanted to say thank you for, for the last four years. So. Thank you. Please. Councillor Pacheco, your words of wisdom. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, first for everything. Um, I have a few things. First of all, happy Thanksgiving to everyone because the next meeting will be, if, if you're here, you're in the wrong place. So uh, two, weeks, two weeks from tonight. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Um, I would like to congratulate uh, Firefighter Anderson and Detective Lewis on their awards. And... Uh, uh, all their uh, great service and, and the departments that uh, the city has uh, should all be congratulated, uh, not only for them, but uh, for their general service. Um, the next thing I would like to say, too, is uh, uh, to agree with David that, Mayor, it's been a pleasure to work with you uh, for all these numbers of years, having sat through going on 27 years of public meetings. They're not easy to run. Try one <laughs> for fun. And... Um, you have a unique ability to allow people to have their peace said, be respectful, be thoughtful, uh, uh, but also keep it orderly. And uh, it's a traffic light. And, you know, some people have a green light and some people have a red light. And sometimes you got to give people a red light. And you have a unique talent for threading that needle. And I think you've been a great face for Blue Ash for all these years. It's been my pleasure uh, to see how you operate and see you have the city's best interest at heart. And uh, I, I agree with David. I know, uh, you know, one of the things that, that, that I've always appreciated you is that even most recently you were named one of the top 600 uh, executives in Ohio. So I would say the fact that you're actually sitting here is, is, is amazing to me. One with all that said, Rachel still won't admit yeah. where that's coming from. She's, I know you know. 
but I want to come back to you've done a uh, you've done a great job and been an exemplary mayor and uh, uh, congratulations and thanks and then for the rest of council congratulations on your re-election look forward to continue to to working with you and I've really enjoyed uh, uh, my time and have enjoyed uh, working with all of you thank you thank you Jill is this our only chance to give you accolades, Mark? Or are we going to have a little something? You're, you're done. That's good. That was <laughs> oh, great. Oh, that come on. I would, have, <laughs> I would have baked a cake or something. No, I, I want to echo what everyone else has said. And in particular, your mentorship and your friendship. And you just always um, keep your head down, keep calm. And I think you do a great job of helping people feel comfortable coming to council to talk, making sure that all of us are heard. And I really, really appreciate it. And it's not an easy job. And I really appreciate what you've done over the last time that I've been on council. And I think you'll enjoy the meetings where you're not running them, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, and just another couple of things I'm looking forward to and hope people will be able to attend our um, veterans event on Saturday at the rec center. And the ice skating rink is opening up in a few days. So we're starting to feel a little bit like holidays. So that's it. Thank you, Mayor. Great. Jeff? Yeah, I guess I'll just basically do a thank you tour. Um, you know, thank you to, to Mr. Sorkin for the last four years as mayor. And of course, best of luck when you get to just be one of us and not be mayor. It's <laughs> uh, probably more fun that way. Um, and then um, if uh, Jim Myers was here earlier, if, if he was still here, I'd, I'd thank him personally for uh, what he does every year coming in here and awarding a firefighter and a, a police officer, as well as all the other community service that he does. Uh, actually, one of the hardest uh, roles I was in in the past few years is him and I were speaking back to back at an at a, at a outside event. And, you know, that's a tough comparison. <laughs> Because that guy is just just tons of community service. It, it's just hard to, to to compare with him. Fortunately, I had a topic that allowed me to to kind of be funny and have a little humor. That's the only way I could even partially stack up there. Uh, Mr. Myers is just a big credit to Blue Ash. Um, and then also the since the, the chief already mentioned the swearing in, um, I, I do know two of the th the one that the officer that or the uh, the firefighter that's getting sworn in as a firefighter. I don't know if I've really met him a whole lot or if, if if it was just in passing. Now the one getting promoted to lieutenant and the one getting promoted to battalion chief, they've been around for for quite a while. I know them. They're great guys. I'll be very happy to see them uh, getting getting formally promoted. If you can make it. Definitely come on by. Um, and then I, I probably should have just asked this earlier. Just a quick question to the, to the fire chief on, on uh, what you, you um, threw, uh, or, uh, mentioned to us earlier about the lead time for a fire truck. And yeah, that's definitely a thing. I guess I'm just curious, like what happens then if and when, you know, an accident or something bad happens to a vehicle like that, that, that would normally require like a long lead time. Like how, how, how do we cope in a situation like that? With one of our current vehicles? Is yeah, like if one of the, if this uh, the truck that, you, the, the big engine truck that you talked about that yep. normally takes like three years to get in, like let's say if tomorrow it was in a big fire and it just couldn't be used after that, how, how do we cope in situations like that? Yeah, so um, regarding our ladder truck, we only have one. So we, if, if we had a major incident with that vehicle and we couldn't use it or if it was going to be extensively you know, time to repair it, we would have to rely on our neighbors. Um, and, and we already have those things in place with automatic mutual aid, but that would be definitely something that uh, we would have to work with them and let them know that uh, they would have to really pick up the slack for us because we wouldn't, we don't have a backup vehicle for that. So, 
And when we do receive our new ladder truck, three years from now, we will most likely be trading or selling our current truck. We will not have a need to keep that in our fleet um, just for maintenance and cost and things like that. Chris, I also want to mention we have a water truck that we use for the hanging baskets. So that could double. I've got some guys that would love to dress up in the uniforms, and I'm sure that, you know, at your this, rate of pay, This is how interoperability really yes. works in our yeah. community. So, Yeah, I was just curious. Thanks. Good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all for me. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, so many great things to talk about. Jamie, first of all, uh, Thank you for your work uh, meeting in and meeting out and whoever it is that's uh, writing the titles of tonight's uh, resolutions. I'm no, I'm thinking that they're they're out to get you. Those were the longest. <laughs> those were the, the longest titles. They were all a paragraph long. Uh, I hope we pay you by the word. I don't think we do. But uh, if so, I think you uh, read them with meaning. It really put a lot into it. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I felt I felt. Yeah, I felt it. Um, Thank, thank you for that. Um, I, I want to give kudos to the, to the administration. I, I think the um, residents of Daventry were right in that uh, the city had a preferred site. Um, if the city had continued on and, and hadn't had any feedback, it the, the building would have gone in site A. But I, we had feedback, and they said, okay, slow down. Let's look at our alternatives more formally. No doubt when they were thinking about putting one in, they looked at the entire park and they came to site A. And when they uh, got feedback, they went out and, and we spent some money to, to look at other sites. And um, that consideration, I think, is um, indicative of, of an of a administration in a city that's, that's willing to listen to its citizens. It doesn't mean the citizens always get what they want. But uh, I, I think that speaks very highly of, of our um, community. Um, next thing I want to say is, is I agree with uh, Mr. Capel I, I, uh, regarding the agenda. I don't think there's anything nefarious about not having it on the agenda. But I, I'm one for, and I don't think it would have changed anything. I, lovely, uh, Mr. Uh, Waltz thinks there's thousands of people watching us on YouTube. Um, it, it would be lovely if, if having, uh, you know, a discussion about the location of the maintenance building in Summit Park would bring somebody else out that would say, yeah, I really think it should go inside. I live on the other side of town and it's good for me for this reason or that. I don't think it would, but I don't think there's ever any, um, any harm in being more open than, than not being open. I, I think we should always consider erring on the side of sharing too much than, than sharing too little. So I, I, you know, I, I think maybe we, could, uh, we should consider you know, if we know there's something coming up, what would the harm be? And, and maybe there is something that I'm not considering, but I, um, that's my first thought on that. Um, Brian, Brian yeah. I, and I agree with you, and, and I would say we always err. And in fact, the last meeting under miscellaneous, we actually said that presentation was listed. The vagueness on this one is, if you recall, at the last, at the last council meeting, we said, hey, we need a decision at some point in time. Just let us know when you're ready. And even at that meeting, you said, okay, let's think about it. So it would have been presumptuous for me to kind of put that on there and say you're going to vote because I didn't know for sure you were going to do that. So you're absolutely right. Had we known, I would have put that on just like we knew the presentation. 
at the last meeting. And that's not me being defense. I just want to reiterate, yes, we always are happy to list that when we know, but if it's miscellaneous and we're not sure where we're going to go, we just weren't quite sure you were going to do that. And I don't like to be too presumptuous. Yeah, and we could have, you know, after Brian said, hey, we'd really like some feedback, we could have said, yeah, we'll talk to you in January. Um, it was up to us. But, um, you know, maybe there's a way that Brian can say, hey, you know, I'm going to ask for feedback or, or whatever it is. Maybe you guys are smart. Um, it's probably a way to, to think about that. Um, finally, uh, now that I'm almost two years into this role, <laughs> long, long tooth here, I, I, I do want to thank you, Mark. Um, I, I am continually asked by people, uh, hey, so this politics thing, you know, what do you, what do you think about serving on, on, on council? And um, I, I want to say it's not what anybody would expect. This body uh, is a collegial body. I, I wouldn't want uh, to hazard how uh, we all feel, how we vote on different things, you know, outside of, of city business or what we feel about different issues. Um, but I know that this body uh, respects one another, um, will listen to one another, and, and has the best interest of our community at heart, no matter what we, where, where we come down. And I think, um, in my experience, maybe this has been going on for hundreds of years, but uh, I give you a lot of credit for, it, 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 if nothing else, for continuing that, uh, uh, that philosophy in the time that I've been here. And so I, I thank you for uh, a good way to come into this role and last two years and, and before. Thanks. Thank you. Katie. Pleasure to serve with you as our mayor. You're, you know, others have said lots of kind things, which I agree with. You, you're kind-hearted. You're level-headed. You improve this evening. You really take the time to understand everything and, and residents' issues. and Never blow anything off. Never take anything lightly and just um, you really care. About, about leading us and uh, making those decisions. So to me, a couple things. I want to say um, thank you to the fire department. They had a fire last night at West Rock, and you got that put down real quick, so, so well that they started manufacturing right after you left again. So nice job on that. Congratulations to all my councilmates on getting reelected. Um, Mr. Mayor, you've been our longest serving mayor, and you did an outstanding, outstanding job. Um, he now can join the club of recovering mayors. <laughs> I like paroled mayors. Paroled mayor. <laughs> so, um, but nice job, you really have for the last, it's what, five years now? Four and a quarter, we'll go with that. Nice job. Thank so. you. Thank you. Vice Mayor Javeri. No, seriously, um, as everybody said that, yes, whenever, um, whenever I had a questions or anything regarding our resolution or I just personally called him, and you always been there. Good discussion, good uh, points we have a discussion, and uh, and he's a good friend of mine. 
well level headed person and his decisions are uh, calculated it's not emotional or any hesitant uh, oh this is true i'm talking about so <laughs> no but seriously you did a great job thank you um two things one i was at um the retirement party for Lou Estes. And I, I met a gentleman there who was a grizzled veteran. I, I don't remember his name, firefighter. And he said, you know, I've worked at pretty much every department in Hamilton County. And he said, I've been doing this for decades and decades and decades. But far and away, the best police, the best fire chief I've ever worked with is Chris Theaters. And this department is the best fire department I've ever worked with in my entire career. And I couldn't help but try to embarrass you a little bit, but it was the nicest compliment for somebody I- That only cost me $50, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so thank so, you, Mayor, I appreciate it. That was terrific. Um, it's, been, it's been great, uh, nine years on council. Um, you know, we've butted heads a couple times here and there. Um, but then we always put that aside, and I really appreciate that. I, when I got involved in the city, I was shocked. I never, I've said it a million times, I never thought there'd be so many people who were so dedicated, so loyal. Um, it's a credible organization, and every, all these faces I see in there, it's all yours, all, all you're, you're doing. And um, you know, thank you for letting me be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> and, and thank you, Wendy, for putting up with um, occasionally some tough stuff. <laughs> a lot of time and a lot of time. So. All right, so thank you very much, sweetie. Love you. With that, let's move into executive session for personnel matters to consider. <clears throat> the appointment, employment, dismissal, discipline, promotion, demotion, or compensation of a public employee or official. Do I have a motion to go into executive session? So move. Second. Second. Jamie, will you please call the roll? Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilwoman Cole? Yes. Councilwoman Schneider? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Vice Mayor Javeri? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Mayor Serkin? Yes. Seven yes. Thank you, everybody.